1996 gymnastics team. They were probably the first female athletes I ever saw on television and they were representing their country. And I was like, this is so cool. But I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be in the Olympics. Welcome to the Just Women Sports Podcast, where we talk to the biggest athletes in the world about the untold stories behind their success. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and today I'm switching seats with a very special guest. Katie Nolan has stopped by to quiz me about the U.S. Women's National Team and the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. For those of you who don't know, Katie is the host of the weekly podcast, Sports, question mark, with Katie Nolan. She won a Sports Emmy Award in 2016 for her show, Garbage Time, and was nominated for two more in 2019 and 2020 for Always Late. Katie, welcome to the show, and thanks. Go, oh, Kelly, thank you. Thank you so much for that very genuine from the heart intro you just delivered here on the spot. Thanks for stepping in for me that I literally just had to wrangle a microphone and headphones in camp, and now you have to kind of do all the work today. It's not a lot of work. It's not uh, talking to you is not a lot of work. And look, when you don't have another skill, <laughs> when you're not a world class athlete, you get very used to being invited onto things to help uh, find out how interesting the host is. Because I you played sports. Am uninteresting. You played sports. Um, did you not? Yeah, I feel like if you stop in high school, you're not allowed to say you played sports because everybody played sports well, in high school. That's fair. I you have run a beer mile, which I have watched on YouTube. And when you say run, <laughs> you mean uh, you, you know com- struggled. Throughout. You completed. You completed a beer mile. Did, yeah, technically, I yeah. didn't do the penalty lap you're supposed to do if you throw up. Oh, but I didn't know that was part of that's it. That's just me being honest because I felt guilt over that for many years. Oh I've basically God. run a beer mile. How could you? Have you? You haven't tried it? I think you'd be good at no, it. No, I haven't, and it's something I very much so want to do. But it's it's kind of like hard to find a track that you could successfully drink beer on because most tracks are associated with like high schools, which alcohol as it mm-hmm. should be, isn't allowed on campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't been able... You, you rule follower. I am such a rule follower. It's oh, unbelievable. But um, sweet. I would love to to attempt one. You know what the hardest part is that they don't tell you? Is um, running with a stomach full of liquid that's carbonated. It's like you chug it and then you immediately have to run again and you feel it sloshing around in your stomach. It's very uncomfortable. There's a lot of burping. <laughs> I can imagine that. But like in college, my go-to after every party was just like leave, not say bye to anybody and sprint home, which is why I think that you're I would the weirdest. actually be good at you're this. You're the weirdest person I really like, <laughs> I think. You just are a person that loves, a, we couldn't have less in common in the <laughs> in the arena of physical exercise. You're like, let's go do it. And I'm like, let's say we did it so that we can watch Netflix. That's that's fair. I appreciate that about you. And you know what? It's gotten you places, hasn't it? It has. A couple places. Because you're going to the Olympics. We, yes, I'm going to the Olympics. That's finally happening. First dumb question on your quiz. Oh. When is that? When is the Olympics? The Olympics is end of July, beginning of August. I think the opening ceremonies are... July, maybe 22nd or 23rd. I think our first game is either the 21st or 22nd. Yeah, see, that doesn't make sense to me because an opening ceremony, theoretically, opens things up. It is true, So if you've already played a game, how is it the... I get that it's scheduling, and trust me, scheduling is difficult, and I understand that. But I do... I wish... Can you bring that up with someone at the Olympics? Can you talk to them about that? Well, our game is basically, you know, women's soccer. I think we might be the first event that... What? There might be be something else that goes on 
prior to the opening ceremonies as well. But well, depending on what it is, I mean, if it's badminton or whatever, you win. But if it's you know, what if it's a swimming event? I have a feel. No, so that's it's no swimming, it's no track field because all of it's crazy how different Olympics are for all different sports. Like swimming, you go, you have maybe one event, maybe multiple, but you you might be done within like three days. Where ours is fully the length of the two weeks and it's huh takes a lot to get to that gold medal you know is the olympics only two weeks long yeah what how is that pot has it always been that I way think it's like exactly two weeks yeah it's like 14 that's days. crazy because it feels like a month it's it's least. it's like two and a half weeks i take that back yeah. depending on when these opening ceremonies are but do you love it do you love the Olympics? Is that really cool to go to? And be honest, because it's I can also see it being really stressful. <laughs> of like, it's not just your sport. Not everyone's there for your sport. They're there for sport in general. They are. And there's a lot going on. And we've all heard stories about they hand out condoms in the Olympic Village and there's just wildness happening there. Is it fun? And like, are there parts of it that stress you out? Well, absolutely. Other than competing absolute. in the Olympics. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Like, obviously, it's extremely stressful. To be any any major tournament, any big game is has its own stress associated with it. The Olympics are very, very cool because it is sport, as you said. It's just a bunch. I mean, it's it's the world's athletes convening in one place, competing on the same stage and for you know a very condensed period of time. And and I think that's what makes it very cool. And for us being part of US Women's National Team. Obviously, the World Cup is like our big, big thing, right? But Olympics has always been very big as well. And people are always like, which one's more exciting to win? And I would say they're very different because being on this team and being part of the Olympics, you're not only just like a U.S. Women's National Team player, you're now part of like Team USA and all Mm. of the athletes. So like technically, all of the athletes that represent Team USA are your teammates at the Olympics, which is a really cool thing to be a part of and be like part of Team USA. You get free Kim Kardashian shapewear. Listen, I... Need those. I texted Alex. I was like, can you get me some underpants? And she was like, I think we'll all get them when we get to Tokyo. And I was like, well, we better because they look freaking cute and comfortable. They do. Yeah. I mean, I got excited about that. I mean, that's, I think that's fair. I think you're allowed to get excited about free clothes. I get excited when you send a sweatshirt to my house. (laughs) Free clothes is fun. makes me very happy. Free clothes is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It should be noted for anybody listening in the audio medium that Kelly is wearing one of her own sweatshirts. USA versus the world. Versus the world. Tokyo edition, baby. I like that. Yeah. Have you ever been to Tokyo? Um, I have been to Tokyo. I've been to Japan once and it's a very, very cool country. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting country. Yeah. And I, it's a place that I've always wanted to go back to. And I'm... And look at that. Now you get to. Yeah, but it's like not really... We're going to like not really go into Japan. We're like going to... Yeah, you can't really explore. Yeah. So I'll need to go back after for sure. What's your favorite Olympic sport to watch mm. in the summer Olympics? Probably... Your big swimming, track and field? Yeah, it's like swimming, track and field, gymnastics. Yeah, gymnastics. Women's gymnastics. Men's is fine too, but like the women are like obviously... Simone Biles is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's... I'm just like, I want to watch to see what she can do that no other human is able to do it's uh, fascinating yeah you gonna get to watch any of it or are you just so what people probably don't realize is that like when you're in the host country you can't one all the things all the i don't know i'm not gonna say this right but like nbc america and american that's the only nbc that exists i think is like is like geo i think it's called nbc universal technically but i get what you're saying okay but it's it's like geo block and i don't know if that's the right term yeah but you can't 
you you go on Twitter and you're like, oh, like it's a highlight. And then you like go to click on it. It's like, you cannot view this in your region and you don't get to see any of it. And it sucks. Like I don't, they need to come up with a way that they can give the athletes access to all the highlights and events because you can't see anything that they're showing on U.S. television in the country. You guys should get like a morning email that's like, here's everything yeah. big. Here are all the clips that happened last night so that the athletes can catch up on the sport. Call NBC Universal for me. I will do that. Okay. Let me just write that down to remember to call NBC for Kelly. Perfect. Where are you at in your preparation right now? Just walk me through where we're at. Well, I'm currently sitting in my hotel room in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, we sick. are connect. What? No, I said. Sick. Oh, I thought like you said. Sick, I thought just. It's just like Tokyo. Oh, I thought you said. Just as cool. I thought you were correcting me on saying Connecticut, like I said it wrong. Um. Yeah, it's actually Connecticut. Yeah, that's it's what like, I thought you said. I was like, what? <laughs> I just like that you were gonna change the way you said uh, it. Which no, I was gonna like trust me too. No, 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 no. I was gonna consider it and then oh, make the decision thanks. after. Um. So yes, we're in Hartford. We have two games here. Um the 1st and the 5th of July. Uh, Blackcoat named the team like a week ago, I think. What I don't even know what day it is. Is today Wednesday? You're asking the wrong person. Today is Wednesday. So he named the team publicly, yeah, I think a week ago. Um, we all got called a week and a couple days ago. Um, so the team has been decided, chosen. We're all here together and just training and getting ready for Tokyo. And we leave the 7th. Uh, for Japan. And the reason we're in Hartford is because we're doing heat acclimation here. They have like a very um, intense heat research lab, I guess, at the University of Connecticut. Connecticut? Connecticut? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've ruined it for the entire part. You're going to Connecticut. Um, No, it's just Connecticut. No, I know. I know. So yeah, so we're doing that. So that's been so much fun. What is heat training? You know what? That should be your next bit. I would love to no, see you in a heat lab. Let's keep it, I would love let's to keep focusing see you on you. Uh, what is a heat lab? What does it entail? Is it just playing soccer in a hot? No. Is it like hot yoga for soccer? No. So um, it's like you go into a room and there's two treadmills, two bikes, and you are layered up and you basically... Oh, God, this is a nightmare. Yeah. You can either take a pill that's a thermometer or do a... Re- what? Oh. No, I'm sorry. Buh, 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 buh. What? Or do a rectal probe as a thermometer. Oh, my God. So you, oh, my God. So that you have your core temperature uh, nailed down and... They, you get on a, you get on the treadmill of the bike and you basically work like not hard, but you're like jogging on the treadmill. It does like you're at 6.57. Like it's should be pretty easy, but the room's at, I think like 104 and you get your temperature up to a certain, uh, threshold and then you just keep it there for 60 minutes. So, um, Holy cow. Yeah. It's been interesting. Anything for a gold medal. I mean, so, and not to dwell (laughs) and you can cut this out, but if you choose the rectal thermometer, it gets put in you and then you do the hour of the, it stays in. Yeah. It's like a long cord. It's not, it's, it's actually pretty minor. I, I was very, not excited about it. But so you didn't swallow the pill. I didn't. You opted. Well, geez. Well, there's like a lot of there's like a lot of cons. The choice. There's a lot of yeah. cons okay. to the pill. So what are they? Because I'm I can immediately think of the other the cons <laughs> to the other option. Uh, you could like pass the pill before you get to the session, and then actually then have to do the rectal probe regardless. Oh my god! Imagine doing both. Yeah. So um, I mean, the pill's probably like really small. Okay. So I don't know, but. Whoa. 
This sounds unpleasant. I'm all like, listen, try everything once, right? Sure. <laughs> or three times for the three sessions. <laughs> so three sessions, you spend an hour and 104 degrees yeah. maintaining like a, a jog. No. So you once you get your temperature up, you can like walk or um, like go slow on the bike and you just kind of chill. And it's just to adjust your, it's like to get your body used to being hot all the yeah, time. Yeah. Like to be hot at a certain threshold because when you're, That's fascinating. yeah, when you're like playing in like 90 plus degree heat, that's typically what your your body's at. And sometimes much higher than what you actually get up to in the room, so. Man. Well, I guess when you're a person who plays every minute of an Olympics, in 2012, didn't you play every minute? Yeah, but I was young then. Yeah, well, now you're what? 32. Oh, you are old. I know, right? <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Still feel like a spring chicken though, so that's all that matters. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's on the inside what that counts. Hundred percent. And your skin looks good. We got a routine. Yeah. Do you have a regimen. Yeah, I got a I got a whole thing that I do. A regimen. Beast. Yeah. Come on now. All right. I just I'll send you that too. Ooh, thank you. Because it's something that I think about often whenever I watch you guys play on a national stage. Of like, would I feel like I had to wear makeup? Mm. But nobody ever asks you guys that because then we sound like women talking about makeup and people get. No, I've definitely been asked that. What do you do? The most I'll wear is. Waterproof mascara, but lately I haven't been wearing it because I'm like it's I'm just too sweaty. It's just not. Yeah, none of you need it. Yeah, no, no. It's crazy. You all just look so healthy. I guess that's what working out does, right? That's why people do. It does make sense. It all does add up. Sweating's good for the skin. I think. Do you um so preparing physically is obviously something I understand but can't relate to. Preparing mentally, I feel like, is something I could relate to easier because I do a lot of uh, brain exercising. Do you guys have like a therapist that travels with you on these big trips? Um. No, we don't. I feel like you should. We have in the past. We've had uh, sports psychologists. What are they called? Sports yeah, that's therapists. Right. That sounds right. A handful of girls have their own like personal ones that they work with um, consistently, which I which I think is great. Um, I do not, but I definitely. How do you deal with the pressure? How do you deal with? Do you get nervous still? Um, yeah, for sure. I definitely still get nervous, um, but like nervous. In uh, I'm excited, nervous. I don't know what this outcome is going to like, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the sense of anything can happen. But also I feel very prepared. I feel very experienced. I feel like I've been here before. So I, yeah. it's not like back in the day when I felt like I would black out before a game because I was so scared. I was going to say this is your third one. Yeah. So when your first one, was it like, this is, the stage is so big and the yes. stakes are so high that I have no, it's like you forget parts of the trip? hundred percent. Yeah. When I, yeah. yeah, first couple years on this team was just, it was in over my head for sure. Not, I. No, that makes yeah. sense. That does make sense. That doesn't sound bad to me. That sounds perfectly reasonable yeah. that you're just like, the, the situation is so much that you, your body can't really process it all at once. For sure. So, um, but no, but yeah, I definitely still get nervous, but in a different way. Has it been weird? with COVID? I mean, obviously, yes, in, in a big way, but I feel like there were periods there where you didn't know if the Olympics were even going to happen. I know. I really thought like a month ago that they weren't. Two weeks ago, I'm like, I'm still seeing a lot yeah. of don't have the Olympics yeah. and I don't know if it's going to happen or not. How does that impact training and stuff? Do you guys have, do you just train as if it's going to happen? Yeah. Because you can't, you know, you have no idea what's going to go no, on. No, for sure. It's just kind of like prepare for the best mm. and not assume that we're going, assume that we're playing. I mean, mm. in saying that, I am very thankful that we you know, U.S. soccer was able to get us back into this environment, playing games, training, that sort of thing. So not to sound ungrateful because I know there were so many, especially like high school kids and younger kids and college age where so many things got canceled, postponed. They couldn't, you know, like I saw kids playing soccer, like with 
masks on. I'm just like, this is wild. But it definitely changes the environment because we're in a bubble. Like we can't even, we don't leave the hotel except to go to training and go to games, um, yeah. which can be mentally and emotionally exhausting because so much of, not so much, but a lot, you know, for me at least, a lot of my sanity comes from being able to go and, and do normal things, even while in this environment, like go grab a cup of coffee, go for a walk, go hang out with friends and family. Um, you know, we're in different cities, see the people that I know in those places, but COVID's completely shut all those things down. So I've had to find ways of just remaining sane while basically I call it soccer jail, uh, being in soccer jail. So, but. And what have those been? I mean, honestly, I've kind of looked at it as like, all right, I have zero, dist- I can't go do anything else. So I should just fully prepare pair and make sure I'm like a hundred percent on top of all of my routines in terms of like stretching, massage, treatment, preparation, um, all those things. So I've tried to like take that opportunity. Um, but I mean, I bought beads to make like bracelets. I bought I love it. friendship string. Like we're going to like, there's just going to be, we need to, we got to get games. So you just have to keep yourself busy. What's the go-to like board game or group game of the U.S. Women's National Team? Mm. Are you like a Cards Against Humanity group? No. Are you like a- We're like, so in the past, it's been Monopoly Deal. Have you ever played that? No, but I've heard, I just heard about it for the first time yesterday, which means that it's something that's just going to keep coming up in my life. Yes, so I have to look into it. For what sure. is it? Great game. It's like a card game that is based on Monopoly. Um, gets very heated, very competitive. Okay. There have been fights, um, <laughs> but not physical. Who's the dirtiest player on the team at playing Monopoly Deal? We haven't played it in like years, so I'm hoping that it comes back. Damn, um, I'm so behind on this trend. I know. It's like- Embarrassing? No, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but some of my friends actually, for the first time, just found it. So you're not alone. Okay, thanks. And that you're, you're late to it. Thank you. Um, Settlers, Settlers of Catan, also a good, good board game. Yeah. For sure. I've never played it, but I have heard of it. All right. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. I also feel like the thing I have to always pay attention to whenever the women's national team is competing on the national stage is like, you guys are very good at inside jokes. There's always like inside jokes and I'm like, oh God, I missed the origin of that one. And now I don't know what like nicknames or like things you called things. And I just, are there any that I need to mm-hmm. brush up on before this? Any new vocab words, any like things we're saying? I'm not the person to ask. Like we need Sonnet or like Rose or Sam. You're the only here. person I have. I know, I'm really sorry. At the moment. I even thought that you were gonna ask me some questions like this. And I was like, I should get them in here, but. And then what did you do? Did you, uh, you had just told me you were, can't do anything. So you're making sure you're prepared. And yet nothing, well, we got nothing for me. I mean, prepared for like the soccer games. Not well, this the, is equally as important, you know? You know, some would it's say. up there. You said before the World Cup is different from the Olympics. Yes. In a weird way, unlike for men, it is more similar for the women, right? Because you guys have your full senior team. Correct. Because on the men's side, uh, most of the players have to be under 23. That does not. Correct. So you guys can just have your full team. What are the differences in preparing for the two? Mm. Is it basically the same or is it like scheduling is so different or? Yeah. So they're actually quite different in um, logistics and scheduling. So yeah. The exciting stuff. Everybody loves logistics. But so physically, winning a gold medal is physically more difficult 
than winning a World Cup. So World Cup is seven games. I'm going to mess this up. I think there's 24 teams in the women's side. There might be 32. Maybe that's men. I don't know. There's more, there's more teams yep. and there's more games. There's seven games, but it's over basically like a month and yeah, like a solid month. So you're, you're playing every four to five days. Whereas the Olympics, oh, and the roster is 23 players. The Olympics is 16 or 12 teams. These are all questions I should have the answers to, but I don't. It's so bad that I don't know these things. I feel I'm slightly embarrassed, but not really. Um, I think it's 12 or 16 teams. It's only six games. But it's over 14 days, and so you're playing every third day, which is, like, so hard. 12 teams. It's 12 okay, teams 12 in the teams. Olympics. How many teams is it in the World Cup? 24? 32. It says 32. There were 32 last World Cup. No way. It says World Cup 32. What? 24. God damn. I mean, really, Googling anything related to women's sports, you got to write all the words to get the right (laughs) answers. It's very frustrating. You have to put the apostrophe in women's. 24 national teams involved in the tournament. I feel like there was a discussion about increasing the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why. 24. That's why we were both confused because we're just very. That's why. Not because we don't know. Of course we know. We know everything. We're brilliant. Correct. But anyway, back to it being different. So it's. Less teams. Less teams. It's six games instead of seven, but it's six games over two weeks. And so you play every third day, which is so freaking hard in soccer. Yeah. Like after a 90 minute game, I'm still recovering on the third day. And like yours, what is recovering? What does it look like? Do you just recover the way that I do after a night of drinking? Are you like (laughs) sitting in bed, hydrating and treating yourself? Or is it like... I have an appointment to sit in a bath of ice and then I have to go get massaged. Like, what does it mean to be recovering at an Olympic level? Uh, this may help me in my personal life. You're, you're doing literally anything and everything you can to make your body turn over yeah. quicker. So yes, make an appointment to sit in a, in a bucket or a tub of ice. Do you um, sleep a lot or is sleep yeah. actually not good? Oh, sleep is so good for you. Sleep is oh, I like, didn't know if it's like you could sleep too much and that's oh, bad. No, in, in in a tournament style, no. I mean, you definitely, you just want to, you want to, if you're tired, you just got to sleep. You just want to, that's when you're recovering the most. Um, yeah. I use Normatec a lot, which are like big legs, the like compression legs, massage, treatment, stretching, a little bit of um, movement is really good for for like flushing out the legs and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I will do everything. Is the goal to make sure you're not even a little bit sore in time for the next game? Or are you always a little bit sore? You're just trying to make it manageable. I, I'm, I don't work out. These are genuine questions that someone out there must have and they want the answers to, Kelly. Well, you're always, I mean, I think if you ask everyone on this team, majority of people would be like, I've never gone into a game, not never, but like I rarely go into a game feeling literally nothing. You know, like there's always something going on. Mm. But yeah, you just you just try to get as fresh as you possibly can so that when that whistle blows, you're ready to rock and roll for another 90 minutes. It's so much running. It's a lot of running. It's so much running. <laughs> it's a lot of Did movement. you think about that when figuring out what sport you were going to get into? Did I think you that's know what you were signing up for? It's so, it's constant cardio. The field's very big. And it's very long. Like, yes. Summer games are, they're 90 minutes long. It's crazy. Sometimes I'll be getting ready for a game. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go do this for 90 minutes. It's what? so long. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's hard sometimes to sit still for 90 minutes. I can't imagine not being able to sit still for 90 minutes. Yeah, no, for it sure. It seems difficult. This is the sports analysis that people tune in for. <laughs> difficult. When Katie Nolan's making content. Tell me how tired you are when you're playing soccer. Literally. So tired. You guys are, you're like seen nationally, internationally as these unstoppable champions, mm. which I imagine is very cool. Um, to have people know, you know, recognize your greatness. But I also imagine that it could be a little bit uh, stressful, especially when, even though you've had so much success, the last Olympics was not, not the greatest. And I, and I don't want to like dwell on it, but I do think that there is, in talking to athletes over the last few years of my career, there's this kind of running theme where people talk about losses, mm. big losses hurting more and driving them more than big wins. And so I'm curious how you look at or think about the last Olympics now that you're heading into your next one, if it's, if you feel like, uh, you know, taking an L is actually going to make you guys better or like, how does it, how do you approach this? Because that, uh, in plain terms, that sucked. It was a bummer. <laughs> it did. It was it a sucked. real bummer. Oh, it sucked so bad. I love taking an L. Um, yeah, we took a big fat L that year and that Olympics. And it was, that was shitty. Like there's no other way to put it. It just sucked. And I still, I still remember leaving the field that day, being on the field after we lost in the PKs, even like what it sounded like, like what it looked like getting back into the locker room. And I remember not wanting to leave the locker room. Like I didn't even want to look at my phone mm. because I was like, I don't want people to say sorry, or I don't want to see people saying sorry. Cause then it's real. And like, I was like, when I leave the soccer room, I got to go face reality, which is like, we're no longer in the Olympics. Like winning another gold medal is off the table. And yeah, it absolutely fuels me to this day. And I think it, I think it fuels everybody who was there. It just losses are for sure much harder and just hurt more than winning will ever feel good. That sucks. But that's because they like really, really suck. But like winning's really, really fun, but losing really, really, really sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want to take away, like winning is an amazing feeling. There's no words to put to it, but losing is just like, it just hits you to your core. Whereas winning is, I think a little bit more, I don't know. It's like, great but it's like a relief it's like we did it all the work was for something whereas yeah it's for L sure is usually yeah. like well but I put in all that work and now what yeah yeah but I will say that like losing is sometimes the best thing that you can get at that time because or for you, like for the future of your career your life not even in sports but like you don't get something that you want and it's like why did you do something wrong? Like, did you not prepare right? Like, what was the reason that I came up short? And losing makes you like stare that straight into the face and be like, well, we're going to have to figure this out because I don't want to feel this way again. And winning, there's probably things that you need to stare straight into the face, but- You're busy getting drunk and getting on top of the bar. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I won. I don't, I don't need to do that. I got to give people on the internet content. I can't think about any of that right now. <laughs> yeah. So those tough questions, I mean, did you did you find answers in asking them of yourself? Like, was there something you learned from that loss that you think will help you? And not like in a way that you can't share because it's an advantage and you don't want to tell other teams, but like, was there stuff that you found in there as simple as like, stay present in the, like even a wide sweeping, you know, lesson? Yeah, I think 
I think for me, so I've had two big losses in my career on the international stage. 2011 World Cup, first tournament with the U.S. women's full team. But I, I didn't make that team. I got put on it when Lindsay Tarpley hurt her knee and couldn't go. So I, I replaced somebody. So I, I, I did technically make it in the end. But like when they made the cuts, I wasn't on that team. So I was just happy to be going to that World Cup. And I knew that I wouldn't. I would just be a cheerleader and a practice player. And I was perfectly fine with that role. So when we lost in 2011, it sucked and it hurt, but like, it wasn't, I was kind of like, this is, I got, I got to go. That's cool enough. You know, 2016 made me, and also it was my first. So like, you didn't, you didn't really know any other than like, oh, we made it to the world cup final. And I don't think they had done that for a bit, but anyway, and then in 2016, I'd won a gold medal and I'd won a world cup. And then I, you know, going back and I'm like, oh, we've, we've won the gold medal three times in a row. Like we're obviously going to win again. Mm. We just won the world cup. We're obviously going to win again. So in 2016, like losing in 2016, we should have, we should have won that game. Like if you look, if you probably go back and watch the game, we, we had more chances. We had more possession, all that stuff. How many times have you gone back and watched that game? Zero. Really? Haven't watched it once. Huh. Yeah. Which is like probably not great, but also No, no, that's I I don't think I would watch it yeah, if I were it. you. But at the same time you could there there are people who would process it by just watching it and watching it and yeah. watching it. No, 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 no. Didn't do that. Um because I lived it and I was like, we should have won that game. So in losing it, I was like, you can be the better team, but you can lose. Like that is just the reality of this sport, of sports in general, and of, of life. Of life and major tournaments. And like, so you have to realize, like, sometimes, even when you're winning, you could have won because of like the slight blow of like the wind, you know, like mm. that's the reality. And so I think that that helped me a lot in 2019 that I was like, you have to win every single game. Like nothing is given. Anything can happen. Be prepared for everything and just play every single game. That is all you have in that moment. And it worked in 2019. Yeah, it's it really is. So many things boil down to like, just stay in this moment. It doesn't matter what happened in the last moment. Mm-hmm. It, it You can't even predict what's going to happen in the next moment. But you can control what you do in this moment. Yeah. And that is, uh, you know, life lesson, but it's tough to learn. Yeah. But that's the value of a loss, you know? And losing sucks and I never want to feel that way again. So I'm hoping I never have to in my career. Yeah. Well, me too. Knock on wood. And I know it's not about me, but as a fan of your team, I also hope that we never have to do that because it's hard for I us too. I know it's not as hard. It's hard for us. No, I know. I'm sorry. That that does stink. Like, I feel bad. Thank you so much. We're getting through it. We, we handle it. I feel responsible. It, you, know? <laughs> you, you don't make us deal with it often, and we appreciate that, fans of the women's national team. That is fair. You're welcome. Do you, um, maybe this is too sports movie, I'm, I'm thinking about sports as if it works like a sports movie, but do you talk to the younger players on the team about that stuff? Like, do you, how do you prepare somebody who's going to the Olympics for the first time, who looks at you, who I know you still feel like you're a spring chicken, you said it yourself, but they look at you and they're like, you know, and I'm new and I need help. Like, do you, how do you help them get adjusted? Cause like, did people do that for you on the team when you were like, whoa, this is all so big. And you probably had somebody put their hand on your shoulder and be like, you're good. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, I definitely like I had some really great older veteran players to look up to and kind of lean on in when I was younger um, in Abby and Heyo and Mitzi. They all were like really and even Chaney. I mean, she's only two years older than me, but she had been on the team for a while. So um, as a younger player, I definitely re- relied on them 
for like helping me through difficult times, especially in 2012. It's like, I am very young and you want me to start and play every game at a position that I do not play or haven't played ever. So this is going to be interesting. Crazy. Especially at 2012, I was like, just don't screw it up for the older players. <laughs> um, that was my biggest concern. I like, I obviously really wanted to win a gold medal myself, but for me, it was like some of these players, this might be their last time playing and trying to win a gold medal. And I don't want to be the reason that they don't. So that was probably what motivated me the most. Um, back then but yeah I would say that I try to be as helpful to the younger players as much as I can and I sometimes like I think I once asked Mal I was like you realize like what we're getting into I think I, I think it was before maybe it was before 2019 I don't know but just like to make sure that they realize how rare this happens how special of a moment it is that like they're prepared they know they, that they can achieve and, and be successful and, and they're going to be they're going to be fine but it's also like, yeah, it's balancing and handling that that stress and pressure, especially as a young player. Hearing you talk about the older players and not wanting to mess it up for them, there are eight of you who were on the 2015 World Cup team, the 2019 World Cup team, and now this Olympics roster. Mm. You know, people say that it could be the one last hurrah. Do you feel that way? Also the fact that if you guys do it, you'll be the first team to go back to back in the World Cup in the Olympics. Yeah. So it's like there, it feels like there are stakes in addition to the stakes of um, it's the Olympics. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a thing you're conscious of or if it's like, I don't, I can't think about that right now. No, it's like, there's always stakes. Like, yeah. 2015, this is going to be Piercy and Abby and Boxy's their last go. And, and there was obviously more people who retired after that. So there's always stakes. And that's just the reality of this team because like just cycles through players and, and groups of players and that sort of thing. So for me, I'm, I'm like, I just want to win. Like, that's just it. I just want more. I'm like greedy when it comes to my career. I want to have the most wins and the most medals and like, yeah, be able to look back and know that I took advantage of every opportunity to get those things. And I, and I'm still pissed about 2016 and, and missing out on that opportunity. I genuinely like that. I can tell you are mad. Like when I brought <laughs> your face, when I bring up to it, you're like, yeah, yeah. What? Like, it's good. That's good. I feel like that's how you got to here is you let that stuff drive you. Because yeah. it's it's weird to me to think that, like, the athletes that are doing it on the hugest scale, being very successful at it, started out like regular people. And there's something in you that is not in that me. That is crazy. That, that got you there. I, and I'm just like, what, how? How are you like, yeah, I'm going to be good enough. <laughs> let me just keep going. I'm like, oh, I stink at this. I'm going to stop. Let me get out of the way. But you've got this drive and it's like that's such a, a great thing to have and it's also got to be such a tough thing to manage when you start to, you know, humans age. You get to a point yeah. where you're like, man, I got to slow down. I don't want to slow down yet. I'm ready to keep going. For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, that's why I say like I'm greedy. Yeah. Like I know that my career is finite. Everybody does, you know, like as a professional athlete, you have a very small window to achieve all the things that you want to achieve. And so I've known this since the beginning, but I think once you win a couple of things, mm. you realize how fun that is. And like yeah. when you lose a couple of things, you realize how shitty it is and you I'm greedy. I'm like, I've got a couple more left and I want to win them all. So I'm going to do everything I need to do to make sure I'm winning. And that's just how I look at <laughs> my career. It sounds exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. It it's so exhausting. exhausting. It's so exhausting. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's so exhausting. But it's also, if I, if I woke up in the morning, I was like, I don't care if we win a gold medal or not. 
Like I'd know like I need to call Vlatko and I need to like stay in the US and not and sit this, you know, and be done. But like I haven't hit that yet. And once I do, and once I don't love it anymore, I'll be I'll be ready. But like I'm still very greedy. I still want more. How is uh Vlatko? Tell me about him a little because this is gonna be the first time a lot of people are seeing him on like a major I know. tournament. And I think I've met him. I met him when he was hired and I I thought he was lovely. Oh yeah, um, you did like a thing with him, right? Yeah, it was like a question and answer thing. I thought he was very sweet. I liked him. I liked his energy. You've obviously spent more time with him. What should people expect from the new coach? Uh, hopefully wins. Um, well, duh, but. <laughs> um, I don't know, because I guess I like have really, I mean, Black was, I, I love Black, but Black was great. I'm, I have thought about it a lot. I'm like, I kind of want to be like, how you feeling, bud, coach, <laughs> like boss, like, you know, because he's never done this before. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he's he's done very well coming into this team and, and, um, leading it and guiding it and and preparing us for this tournament and this will be you know truly his first big test um so I'm excited for him to to get to that stage and be able to coach like at Olympics I think I think that he would do very very well um and I hope as he handles it you know perfectly that's all you yeah. can hope for fingers crossed <laughs> yeah exactly who's the is it does it work like uh like youth sports in that there's one person on the team that has a relationship with the coach where the coach is just annoyed and bothered by them but loves them like it's like ugh, because <laughs> that was me that was me on all my teams was the coach was like shut up but deep down I knew that they loved and were rooting for me do they does he have a funny relationship with anyone on the team who's just like the jokester the prankster and just annoys him <laughs> Maybe. I mean Pino and him probably go the the farthest back. Well, I guess Becky, yeah, but like Becky, true. nobody gets annoyed with Becky. It's impossible to get annoyed with Becky. Exactly. No, but like Pete, like Pino is obviously jokes all the time. And so yes. and just to see them rib each other is, is pretty funny. I, I enjoy it. Mm. But I wouldn't say that's like the exact description that you were talking well, about. Well, you know what would be a fair answer is that like, no lady, this is professional sports. So it's, that doesn't really work like that here. So that's a thing you can say. Questions are meant to be answered. Yeah. I'm supposed to ask you what you want your legacy to be, but I oh. feel like, do you think about that? That feels too heavy of a question to ask right before you compete on a big scale. Is it something you think about? Honestly, like it's, it, at the end of the day, I just want people to like, if they think of me, they think of like winner and like good teammate. Like that's yeah. it. And like, at the, like as an, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a defender now. So like, it's not like I'm like a goal scorer, you know, this like getting all the, glory when I'm perfectly fine with that like I just want to be like I would have picked her for my team you know like yeah. any any time I'm picking Kelly I'd pick you for my team that's good <laughs> I don't know much but I'd pick you for what my are team. we playing I don't know are we playing soccer anything you want okay beer pong monopoly whatever it's called monopoly deal we still haven't done that have we ever played that together no I've never played it no what beer pong oh beer pong no not monopoly deal <laughs> I was like yes you have we were supposed to I know yeah when you first interviewed us I was like let's play it's the funny thing is is that I in my head I'm like yeah, we're, we're friends. But then when I think about it, I'm like, every hang we've ever had has been for content and coordinated by people that weren't us. So that might mean that we're not. Not true. SB is we hung out. Yeah, but that was. Coordinated by other people. Like yeah. We were there for. Mm -hmm. That was like, they'll let you into the VIP because a couple of them claim to know you. That was that. All right. Well, do you actually like socializing that much or like. It's a tough time to answer that question, given that <laughs> we've been inside for many uh, years. But if in a couple weeks mm -hmm. you're in a very good mood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, um, when you're tour of partying, I would like to be at one of the stops. I'm trying really hard to dance around jinxing anything. So that's 
You understand what I'm saying. No, I do. I think you would be. We will play beer pong. Let's just play it regardless. Okay, cool. Do you need me to read this uh, sponsor question? Yeah, let's see it. Let's see you do it. Okay. Deliver for us. Deliver us some piping hot pizza. <clears throat> Here we go. The JWS podcast is sponsored by Heineken and celebrates women in sports at the top of their game, like myself and like Kelly here, who plays, is it soccer? Um, where each athlete is unique and successful and has a story to tell. So who's been the one person in your life that has had the most impact on your Olympic career and why? Oh, Olympic career. You can say me. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Olympic career. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a weird one because it's like Olympic career is just kind of like part of like parts of my career. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's a specific question in so that you can name someone and not have to apologize to all the people who've had oh, right, right, a right, big right. impact on other people. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, not in my life. Right. But I will say my first Olympic memory mm-hmm. as a child, as a kid was the 1996 gymnastics team. Oh, what a team. And they were the ones that I watched on television. And they were probably the first female athletes I ever saw on television. And they're representing their country. And I was like, this is so cool. And I'm going to do that one day. And I didn't know for what sport, but I just was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be in the Olympics. Did you and ever try gymnastics? I did. Yeah, I was a little, my, my mother was a very good gymnast. Um, I was not. But um, but I did do it when I was younger. I have a junior Olympic gold medal. Do you really? Oh, wait, in in rhythmic gymnastics. Is that like the um the like bows and stuff? Not the bows, the streamers. It's bows? It's ribbons. The ribbons. It's ribbons, balls, hoops, ropes, clubs, and floor exercise. See, you're I don't an athlete. Think I left any out? Yeah. Sure. Man, I'm stoked to watch Rhythmics. I th- they never air it. It's always on like the far away channels way deep in your cable, but it's so fun to watch. I didn't know that they even still had Rhythmic Gymnastics. Yeah, they made it wild too now. You can mix, you can do two apparatus at the same time. So it'll be like a group of like four or five women and three of them will have a hoop and two of them will have a ribbon. And they do this wild stuff with it. It's very cool. But anyway, it's not about me. Uh, from Heineken, cheers to Dominique Mochianu. Carrie Strug. I'm trying to think. Dominique Dawes. Yeah, Dominique Dawes and Carrie Strug are like the two that I remember very like vividly. Shannon, Shannon, Shannon Miller. Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those three. Those three. Okay. Shout out to them. I think they were called, I think there's seven of them. The yeah, there was a, a lot more of them than we're I naming. Know. But um, all of them. I was proud of myself for no- remembering names off the top of my head. That was a formative Olympics. Carrie Strug and the um, vault with the hurt ankle yeah, was like. with the ankle. A that moment. was a moment. I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Shout out Amanda Borden, Amy Chow, Dominique Dawes, Shannon Miller. JC Phelps. JC Phelps, Dominique Mucciano, Carrie Strug. Shout out. Yep. Cheers to Shout you guys. Out. I mean, just a stellar group of women. Yeah. And now you are part of that. How crazy is that, Kelly? There is somebody out there who's going to do an interview in what's 96 was what, 20? 
This wasn't 20 years ago, was it? It was over 20 years ago. Oh my God. 20 years from now, blah, 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 blah. there's going to be a, a woman who's like, you know what? Watching Kelly O'Hara at the Olympics, I mean, she, the women's national team, I didn't know what sport I was going to play. She'll probably be a, a gold medal winning rhythmic gymnast. Hopefully. And she'll be like, it was Kelly that really helped me. That's so cool. I hope you feel so proud of yourself. I know you can't really yet because then it would mean that you're done and you're not done. But what a cool thing you got there. No, it is. It is very cool. It is very cool. Like to be an Olympian, that is another thing that's like obviously World Cups are very are incredible and I'm obsessed with them. But like Olympics and to be like, I'm an Olympian, like and I'll always be an Olympian because I got to go to an Olympics and now I'm getting to go my, to my third one. It's just like, yeah, what? being I like and I think like just, yeah. Olympian is like a very, it's a very cool thing. A very, very cool thing. Yeah, it's very And you cool. get very cool swag. Yeah, I love, I love, like I try to f- like find vintage Olympic hats. Like that's like probably Ooh. the one thing that I like look to find. And I found a couple. Of them. They're very they cool. They are very cool. Cool, 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 cool. Everything's cool today. That's my word. You're cool. That's a good word. Look, you're focused on other things. You don't have to have a stellar vocabulary right now. It's very, it's, yeah, it's not great. You just had a thermometer up your butt (laughs) while you were in 104 degree heat. You're allowed to have your mind be elsewhere. Uh, Thank you for letting me come here to ask you questions. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm always willing to do it. While I have you here and I could publicly back you into a corner, you now owe me. You have to come on my podcast. We can do it after. Yeah, let's do that. But you do have to do that legally now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw the form that I signed before, and I think in the yeah. print it said that. Okay, so I just want to make sure that you read it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yes. This has been the JWS Podcast, and we love you. And, it, and that is all for today. That's how I end my podcast. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> Go team. Go team USA. Thanks so much for listening. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Big thanks to our presenting sponsor, Heineken. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and you've been listening to the Just Women Sports Podcast. Catch you next time.